Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> so I went down to the store that I know is open 24 hours. When I got down there, there was a guy outside locking it up. He said, sorry, we're closed. I said, what do you mean you're closed? The sign says open 24 hours. He said, not in a row. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Stephen Wright. Yeah. That was uh, his from, first appearance on the uh, Tonight Show. From Burlington, Massachusetts. Good man. Good guy. I like him. I mean, I've never actually met him. Seen him. Never met him. I know a lot of comedians, though. <laughs> you guys. It's, I mean, Mutt, well, he was a great comedian. <laughs> he was so funny on that show. It's too bad how that show ended, because he was funny. It was great to hang out with, too. You know, I met, um, <laughs> I met Stephen Wright down at the, uh, at the Newport Jazz Festival, no, Newport Folk Festival. He was there. Yeah. And uh, I was standing next to him for the longest time. I didn't realize who he was. I turned around and said, hey. I, I, suddenly it hit me. I said, oh, you're that guy. He said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he said. Yeah. Yes, I am. He was a curly-headed bastard. Very, he still is. Yeah. He's a very funny guy. He's a, how old is he now? Don't know. Nice. 67. Yeah. Wow, Stephen Wright. Anyway, we got Bill Smith. Thank you. We got Ben Kitchen. Yep. And I'm Mike Adams, the host of the Planet Mikey podcast. And I actually have co-hosts here. You know, if I was ever absent, yep. like Ben is sometimes, yeah. sometimes you can you could just fill in for me, you two guys. You know, we could. You could. Yeah. But who's going to do the Castiglioki? There's the question. That'd be Ben. <laughs> Maybe not. <A> Charles. <laughs> this is episode 249, I'm going to guess. So 246. Seven, no, come on. We're going backwards? I think it's 246. Yeah. You know that in uh, November 27th. When we have bad ones, it, doesn't ca- it counts against <laughs> our record. <That's laughs> On November 27th, we will celebrate our fifth anniversary Jesus, of really? doing this podcast. And how much, how, how much have we been enriched financially from oh, it? It's unbelievable. Nothing. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a flatline project. Money. You know, it's really it's, it's a labor of love. <laughs> you know, honestly. We know, who needs money? Who needs money? You can't replace your fun uh, with money and the brotherhood of man. <clears throat> you guys are saying, yes, you can. Yep. <clears throat> By the way, we we're hiring for all positions, as I mentioned in the prior podcast. I'm going to mention it again until we get a volunteer in here. We're hiring for all positions, especially if you're a woman qualified in, in all the positions. So uh, apply to Planet Mikey Podcast at gmail.com and please send at least two, three photographs. <laughs> Does it? Uh, do they get us for points for being like uh, double jointed? Or- sure. Oh, yeah. Double jointed is great. Yeah. yeah. Some of the things you can do when you're double jointed. Whew, talk about positions. <laughs> Uh, anyway, is that sexist for me to do that even it as is. a joke, was, as a bit? That was terrible. It's yeah. a bit. Yep. Shame on you, Mike. Yeah, you're canceled. We're also we're brought to you. <laughs> seriously, though, we are, we have serious sponsors, including. Where's that piece of paper that has all the information? About Go ahead. It? It's right there. Here it is. Right there. This episode of the Planet Monkey Podcast, sponsored by Sean Sheen Firearms and Gunsmithing, your local friendly firearms shop, 12 Hadley Street in Billerica, Massachusetts, where the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is alive and well. And alive and well, FM. Also, of course, my good friends at Pro Automotive, that ProAutomotiveMA.com, Oxford Avenue, Dudley, South Main Street, Webster, and 8 Englewood Street, Webster. Pro Automotive, when they get it done for you, it's done. 
I just made up another sell phrase for them. Here, try that again. I should have an ad agency. Try that again. When they do a job for you, it... What? Oh, <laughs> what is it? When they get the job done for you, it stays done. No. <laughs> That'll do. I'll just make another That's one all up next done. time. Yeah. <laughs> also brought to you by Giacomo's Melrose, Massachusetts, authentic Italian cuisine, legendary. Richie Talieri, the greatest chef, Italian chef, I think, in the entire Commonwealth. 454 Main Street, Melrose. And my grandma's coffee cake. I can swear on a podcast, right? Yes. It's the best goddamn cake in the world. Wow. You can get it by going to mygrandma.com and get save five bucks when you say Mikey5 as your promo code. Okay. You put in the wrong name or the wrong number, you're not going to get the deal. But it's the number five. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. I want people to get the deal. Mikey 5 saves you five bucks. It's like it makes sense, too. But don't say Mikey 6 or, or Ed 5 because you get <laughs> shit out of that. Uh, okay, what have I got? I got a whole. When I'm going to use the bell this time because, you know, when it's time to change topics, yeah. this bell That'll do it. is the signal. All right. And that means all the rest of us have to STFU immediately. Wow. What does that mean, Ben, in inter- internet talk? Shut the front umbrella. Shut the front door. I say that to my kids all the time. And they, they think I'm going to say something else. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking to Vinny uh, from Shawshank Firearms because there's a new there's new laws that are coming to Massachusetts that are going to affect us. And we got to ask Vinny. He's the expert on all this stuff. We'll get to him in a couple of moments here. Uh, but uh, first, I want to tell you that... Uh, did, I, did I tell you about the sweat from stress being... Yeah, they, it stinks more than the uh, sweat you get from exercise. Do you want to know my sweatiest, most stressful... And now here's Mike Adams with a story about sweat. TV. My first, I was like a week on the air on and Channel Three in Hartford. And there's a lot. Of, they had a lot of. It's like six hundred thousand people watching their nightly newscast, and I was like nervous. So they had me doing the weekend sports, and they said, "Okay, it's it was right during the March Madness. Oh, all these games, and we're editing and put it together. I got a list of highlights a mile long, and I got six pages of copy." Did they go? <laughs> and now let's uh, let's find out what's happening in the world <laughs> well, of sports. Yeah, what's <laughs> new in sports, Mike? <laughs> and I'm like, because <laughs> that's how you laugh when you're sporting. <laughs> so what happened was, I get I'm, I'm really nervous. I get the tie on, and I wasn't a tie wearing guy. And I'm running around, and at the time, then you had to type the things on a script paper, and you got six copies: a pink one, a yellow one, a white one. You had to give one to the teleprompter operator, one to the director, one to the producer. You kept one for yourself. Give one to the floor. So everybody had a copy of what you were going to do. So I got. Six pay. I, they had me filling six minutes out of the half hour That's on weekends. That's a long sport. time on TV. And I'm a rookie. I'm like, Jesus. So I'm running around like an idiot getting this stuff delivered. And there's WFSB Channel 3 there. where you, The newsroom was upstairs. You had to go down the elevator or run down the stairs. So I'm running down the stairs. I get there, and I'm passing out the copies to everybody. I get on the set, and I start to sweat. <laughs> I mean, it started to, like... Is this uh, your first time on the air? Second second or third time, but it was yeah. a huge weekend shift. It was, oh, you know, broadcast news, they get, the guy starts to sweat, and they, that's what happened to me. Oh. The guy actually, when, during one of, the, one of the voiceovers, had to come over with a paper towel and dab me <laughs> so I didn't look like a complete freaking moron. I, was, I looked like I was melting. It was unbelievable. But the important question is, did you stink? Yeah, well, I'm sure I did, but yeah. at the time I didn't really care because I was like, okay, I just blew my opportunity to work on <laughs> TV. But uh, it, it's a stressful situation that causes the sweat initially, and it's a different kind of sweat than if you say, okay, I'm going to go work out. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, 
natural and expected, and gradually you build up to it. When you bust out in a cold sweat from being nervous or something like that, it's an immediate stink pie for you. Now, what prompts this story? What? Uh, why do you bring this up? I saw a thing on TV where they they scientifically have deduced that stress sweat smells worse than other sweat. I wonder what causes it. Uh, the stink, I mean. You know, but I, I learned right then. I, just relax. The worst thing that can happen is people are going to think you suck and not hire you <laughs> and hate you. That, that's all. You know, other than that, just so you move on to the next job. That's what I did. Uh, oh, wait. How's that? Very good. How, uh, well, you, yeah. I got one. Are you okay? What? No. What the hell is going on? You sound like Joe Biden. Before we do that, we got. Are you in the middle of a stroke? No. Oh, good. I don't think I am. No. The thing I was going to say is we have a commercial before that I found that, and we are. By the way, we are not sponsored by Kotex. Kotex? Do they even make those anymore? Do you mean Kotex, the uh, the sanitary pads? <laughs> the sanitary female pads. That's what uh, they called them at the time. Yeah, I think now they're called feminine hygiene or something. Yeah, feminine like. hygiene products yeah. would be a more clinical, acceptable way of mm -hmm. saying uh, tampoon. And what brings this up? <laughs> what, what, why, uh, why do we have this? Well, we have this because I saw this ad on TV, and I remember the day when, there, when, when Dick Van Dyke, which is also something you can't say on TV anymore, <laughs> it was uh, sleeping with Mary Tyler Moore. Why do they all have three names? It's they had twin beds, and I'm thinking, if I'm, I'm if I'm Dick Van Dyke, I don't sleep in a separate bed from Mary Tyler Moore. I jump right into that same bed with her. <laughs> and what, no matter what little Richie thinks about it, and. So nowadays, you can talk about anything on any time of day. Mm -hmm. You see a Big Tarvey ad for, you know, uh, HIV medicine that makes you undetectable, and there's two guys kissing, and you go, what the hell's going on? And then you see this woman come on TV, and she's talking about what? There are a lot of things that I don't exactly love about my period. You know, like PMS, cramps, and the dreaded gush. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Keep going. If you're a pad user like me, you know what I mean. Yes. It's when you're on the first few days of your period and you get that lovely gush when you stand up after sitting down for a while. Oh. When yes, you stand up. lovely and stressful as feeling that gush and worrying about whether your pad did its job as you excuse yourself to the bathroom to check if you leaked all over your outfit. This Good is on TV. Pad for that. You buy Kotex Cleanwear pads have this experience. No. Right? No. I see those commercials and I go... Oh God, I feel awful you for know, women. As the, as the, uh, <laughs> I, I brutal. Have, I have four Doesn't sisters. your mother tell you about Gush before no. you have to see it on TV? Oh I, no! I, I, I glad have, my mother never told me about Gush. I have four sisters, <laughs> two daughters. I've been surrounded by I women. Know. I'm familiar with it. And women follow you around because you're such a, a debonair man. It's got to be a horrible, horrible thing. Something they always have to be on the lookout for. for gush. Gush. Oh yeah, the gush. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, now I, I can never get gushers again. That's, no, <laughs> you, you, son of a bitch! You were going to be repulsed by the very thought of oh. biting into that thing and having a gush in your mouth. Now I know why the juice explodes out. Oh, uh, oh man! Right, one more thing on a sad note. It's not. It's not sad yet. But I, Mary Lou Retton is in in trouble. Yeah, no kidding. I did a story on her when she came to town to sign. She was signing Naturalistics or something. Was a company. You know, and she was like making an appearance. Signing Real nice, nice person. Very nice. Yep. And very little. So I did this whole thing with the camera. You know, we were always trying to get some shtick going. Yeah. So I said, I'm just going to grab this toothpaste and see if she'll autograph it. Cause, you know, you know, and I walk up to her, and I kept, bugging, I kept getting back in line. 
with the different things for her to sign, uh, toilet paper, bounty paper, towels, and shit. And she's looking at me. She played along with it very well. And uh, at the end of the story, you know, and I kept going back. It was, it was, I was basically harassing her and stalking her in this piece. And uh, when I went back, she did this at, without even being asked to. I walked away. I said, oh, okay. And I walked away on, on camera. And they, they looked right. They did a close-up of her face. And she looked right at the camera. She goes, he's crazy. Just like that. <laughs> And we ran the whole story. She was adorable yeah. and very, very sweet and nice. Well, now she's got this rare pneumonia. And her family's saying that she's going to die. And she's fully vaxxed. And the pneumonia just came. That's a mystery, they say. They're yeah. Where she got that? That's too bad because... Uh, uh, conspiracy bill. God love That's you. right. Coming up... Coming up, yes. Why are there so many Hispanic baseball players and... Vinny, Vinny, I gotta call Vinny Cedrone of, uh, and he was on last week. But he, there's a new thing in Massachusetts about the gun laws, and they're changing. So we're gonna get Vinny on the phone, and call find me. out, get to the bottom of it, uh, because I'm a, uh, you know, fuck? I'm a licensed LTC li- licensed to carry guy, and I'm, I, I got a holster, I got a hat, spurs. This is Vinny at Shocking Firearms. Vinny. Hey, it's Vinny. Mikey Adams and Bill Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen here. We're live. We are live. All right. We are live, everybody. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you for being a sponsor of the show and for all the things you do. How's my dad's gun, by the way? Did you did you look at it? I did. I uh, I, I ran some uh, dates on it and I uh, did a cult sort of look up on it. So yeah. I ended up finding out that is uh, what I ended up finding out, Bill. You said the, it was uh, uh, nineteen fourteen. 1914, yeah. The 1911 gun is a 1914 gun. Wow. Yeah. That's old. <laughs> if, you, if you were 19, born in 1914 right now, you'd be like, what, 109? Be 109 years old. See? Uh, well, that's interesting stuff, Vinny. And, uh, but here's the real problem that I have right now. The Massachusetts legislature is entertaining, and I know you know about this, so maybe you can tell us what's at risk here for uh, licensed gun owners in Massachusetts. They're changing the rules? They seem like they're trying to change the rules, but uh, as long as uh, there's there's many gun owners in Massachusetts, I think they're going to have a real hard time getting away with that. But what what do they say? You can't have okay. Let's start with with you can't have an AR-15, right? Yeah. So they want to ban those totally, and I believe they want to make it so you can't even private sell them. Yeah. Uh, private sell them to anybody. You have to just hang on to it if you have one. If you have one, you can hang on to it, but you can't get a yeah. you can't buy a new you one. You can't get a new one, and you can't sell it to anybody in the state. Wow, that's you know I, I'll tell you why that that makes me nervous is because uh, I know a lot of Gaza strippers. She <laughs> no seriously though, it's a time right now. The timeliness of this is not good. People are saying, "Oh, look at all these people that got massacred." In Israel, and if you know, you say to yourself, "Well, if every single one of them had AR-15, maybe it wouldn't have turned out that way." Yeah, and they're also saying that here in Massachusetts, and also just most of America, all of these illegals that are here, they yeah. say they're as loaded with sleeper cells, so they're just waiting for the word. Ooh. And this Friday, they're supposed to have some sort of a a, a jihad day. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I there, I got a story about this coming up in the news. We have a news segment here. Yes. Uh, that where they're, they're, they're mad at Harvard because the Harvard people, 30 different student groups have said, okay, well, we stand with Palestine. And meanwhile, you're saying, well, how do you stand with a group of people that ended up ki- cutting babies' heads off? How do you do that? How do you justify yeah. that? That is pretty rough. Um, but 
the way I look at it too is we just had this, they just had that invasion and it almost looked like if you watch the scenes on the news, it looked like scenes from the movie Red Dawn. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. And it's like, we just supplied all these guys with weapons that we left in Afghanistan and weapons that Ukraine's probably selling. And we're not even allowed to have weapons to defend ourselves from these people that we're giving weapons to. Right. And that whole conversation is based on the fact that uh, what we know is that the people who have licensed, registered guns and have gone through all the different safety courses, et cetera, on how to be safe with them, they're not the ones committing the crimes. The government's even sending, or they're not sending, but they told the Ukrainians they should also arm themselves. But yet they're trying to take our guns away. Right. Yeah. Right. So... Well, Vinny, now what else are they changing? Uh, uh, there's, there was something else about the where you can carry a gun, even if you're a, a, a police officer? There's yeah, so it looks like they want to basically ban any carry of it anywhere unless somebody posts a sign saying that you can carry on their property, which who the hell is going to do that? And then they, even if you're a police officer that is not on duty, you can't carry your gun wouldn't you think that... Which makes no sense to me. When you see a sign that says, uh, gun-free zone, if you were a criminal, what would you be thinking? There's a soft, uh, soft target. Yeah, Free I, guns. I pretty much can do whatever I want at that point. Right, right. Yeah. Now, is there a, 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 a Massachusetts state uh, organization that protects the rights of gun owners, Vinny? Yeah, so we, uh, in uh, Massachusetts, we have GOAL, which is the Gun Owners Action League. And I'm a member there, and they do a great job. Yeah. It, Vinny, what if I was going to buy a gun? If I was going to buy like a pistol or even a rifle, what do you have available up there? Yeah. Uh, a lot, actually. I just <laughs> got a bunch in today. Uh, but I mean, I have every gun's caliber, size uh, in stock right now for you know concealed carry. So you're loaded over there. Oh yeah, Shaw Sheen Fire. I've had I have more guns in stock now than I probably had in three years. Well, we should tell so people to good. stop in and check them out. And you're the guy to see because you can run them through all the different features of the gun and the history of the gun and the value of the gun and its function. Because you are the and you are our quintessential official firearms expert on the Planet Mikey podcast, and we're proud to have you. Uh, Vinny Citrone is the uh, owner and founder of uh, Shawshine Firearms in Billerica, Massachusetts. They're at 12 Hadley Street. And uh, we, we be, beckon to all of you to go stop in and say hello to, to Vinny. Or, or go to the website. What's the website, Vinny? Shawshinefirearms.com. Oh, my God. I could have I ad-libbed that if I had just <laughs> used my brain a little bit. Shawshinefirearms.com. Vinny, thanks a lot, pal. We'll be seeing you soon, I hope. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys again. All right, man. Take care. Thanks, Vinny. Vinny's a good guy, and he really does know so much about everything when it comes to the uh, the. the I mean, he knows everything. It's like I can't. He's never. I've never asked him a question he couldn't answer. Yeah, and he's a great, real good guy. You know what he does? He's one of those guys. It's um, he does the next best thing. He's like he follows (coughs) the rules, the law, and all that stuff. He knows all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a thing. I was curious because I get confused. You know, I love baseball, and Ben Kitchen will tell you there's no, nobody on earth that knows more about baseball. Oh, I think we'll find out a than, little bit after we do this me. story, won't we? I'm not bragging. But this story here is weird because I, I, I get confused because there's so many players now that have the same names. And it, obviously, it's Hispanic last names are... Oh, there's a lot of them that are very common. It's like Smith and Jones and oh. Wilson and Anderson, you know. Uh, listen to this. What do we got? 
three MLB has three people named Gonzalez, four people named Ramirez, five people named Martinez, five people named Lopez, six people named Hernandez, seven players named Diaz, seven players named Rodriguez, eight players named Perez, and nine players named Garcia. Wow. Now, you're talking about, you know, 50, 60 players right there that I just named. All with the last same last names. Of course I'm confused. They're all different. Well, let me see. Which Perez is that? Is it Francisco? Is it Salvador? Is it Wenzel? Is it Martin? Is it, you know, you got to go through the list. And uh, if you just say the last name, uh, then uh, a play by Perez, you go, well, which one? There's nine of them. You always have to use his first name. And I, obviously that's a... What's happened in baseball is they're getting more and more players from Latin countries. Mm. You know, it, it's Venezuelan people. It's uh, it's uh, Dominican. Uh, but the names are confusing the crap out of me. They should give each one a nickname so that I can tell the, them apart based on what the name is on the back of their uniform. I didn't hear you complaining in 1966 when there was 12 Aloos in the league. There yeah. weren't 12. There were only three. <laughs> And by the way, they were on the same team, and they were brothers. Good one, Mike. Very easy to come up with. They actually had six brothers, you know. I don't know if you knew this. No. Yeah, there's Matty Alou, Pirates. Yeah. Felipe Alou. Mm-hmm. Jesus Alou. And Loopty. Bob. Bob Alou. Yeah. You've all heard of him. No Loopty? Loopty. Skipped him. Skipped him, Alou. He didn't even make it past double-A baseball. Uh, Anyway... Uh, so I just I'm commenting on that because it's I'm if I don't know the names of players in baseball I've lost touch with it's them. true you've lost all your credibility all right. and that reputation you once had is gone then let's try and restore the reputation let's go I'll 19 let's... you you chose the decade of the 60s yes all right so we're gonna do top 10 top 10 home run hitters of the 60s Har- Harmon Killebrew Okay Harmon Killebrew Is number one With 393 it's Pretty good guess right? right In the 60s Yep uh, uh, Let me see Mantle retired can, in 69 Can you do it in order well, no, Hold on a second I wonder. Now just hold your horses uh, <laughs> uh, What I'm going to do Is I'm going to go through The cleanup hitters Of all the teams all right, Frank Robinson Frank Robinson Is number four uh, let's think. Uh, there weren't a lot of home run hitters uh, on the Dodgers, so I'm going to just skip over them. Hank Aaron. He was number two with 375. Willie Mays. He was number three with 350. So I got one <clears throat> through four. You have one through four. Okay. And there's no cheating going on here. No, no, no. You can't see the screen. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> so to think of another, think of another, name another team. Just name any team. Oh, uh, not Rocky Calavito. He would be 13. <coughs> so, no. No, okay, 13. I'm, I'm going through each team here. You know, this is difficult. Now, it's the 60s, right? So, well, Roger Maris had 61, but that, that should have pumped him up. He's number the, 15. Yeah, see, because he, you know what, by 67, he was cooked, and he was on the Cardinals. He wasn't playing anymore. Um, you named one of the guys already, but you didn't actually name him for the list. You just were mulling over it. Well, which one was that? I'm not going to tell you which one that was. Well, if I named him, then I named him. All right. Well, then Mantle. Well, Mickey Mantle, yeah. He's ninth on the list. Okay. He's way down. You know why? He was injured a lot. So there's one you should have gotten already. Yaz. 
No, no, he didn't because he didn't hit a lot of home runs till late in the sixties. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 we got to name some other teams. Just name a team. Uh, Giants. Uh, uh, Willie McCovey. Yeah, he's number five on the list. So you have six now. Yeah. Cubs. Cubs. Uh, uh, the Cubs have a guy. Yep. Not Ernie Banks. Yep, it's Ernie Banks. Wait. Ron Santo was eleventh, by the way. Oh yeah. Okay. And Billy Williams was probably on that, close to that list. He was 12. See? <laughs> the Cubs had three guys. They had Cubbies. <laughs> Am I missing one? You're missing three. Uh, home run hitters. Okay, we've got to name another. Oh, uh, okay. I said, I said Killebrew. All right, so uh, what are some other teams, man? All right, well, you could stick with Giants. Again? Yep. Giants and then in the sixties. Giants you... in the first half of the sixties. Cardinals. Orlando Cepeda. He's number ten. So you have two that you're looking for. He he played for the Cardinals starting in '67. Yeah, so he was the half. MVP of the National League and he won the World Series for the Cardinals uh, against the Red Sox. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned Dodgers, but he's probably more known for the Senators. Frank Howard. Frank Howard. Well, yeah, you know, when we talked about Frank Howard, the gentle giant, Hondo, six foot seven, on this program. And Bill Lee talked about how how Hondo hit a line drive and it went by Bill's head. And then it went over the second baseman's head and then went over the center fielder's head and it went to the center field bleachers. (laughs) But it never got more than eight feet off the ground. It was just a rocket. All right. The last one you're missing uh, started his career with the White Sox, but played the entire decade, actually played the rest of his career with the Tigers. Oh, no, wait. Uh, he started with the White Sox. That wasn't Luis Aparicio. Uh, he ended up with the Tigers. He played almost his entire career with the Tigers. Yeah, Norm Cash, Willie yep. Horton. Norm Cash. Norm Cash. Norm Cash. He started out with the White Sox. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. God, I just had him as a Tiger. I know all about Norm Cash. He died in a boat. He died when he was fishing. Raditz knew him pretty good, mm-hmm. and uh, he had he was number twenty five on the on the. Uh, Detroit Tigers. And He's he a good died first base. He went out fishing after he retired, and he died. And he like, uh, hit his head or had a heart attack, oh. fell off the boat. I don't know. Something weird happened. Norm, so they used to call yeah. him Storm and Norman Crash Cash. He originally <laughs> came up with the White Sox. Seriously. I never knew that. And you know what? I never cared, and I still don't. <laughs> so how did I do? Did I get a you B did plus? pretty good. Yeah, pretty bad. good. You know, 50, 60s is 60 years ago. So, right, Did we do the uh, Gush commercial? No. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we, we did, did that. All right, let me just give a ding on there. Oh. Yes, yeah. We did the Spanish baseball names. Yep. Spanish Mary, baseball. Mary Lou Retton. Mary Lou Retton, yeah. All right, I'm going to say well, the one thing I hate most about the NFL right uh, now. Can you have a guess as to what it is? I, I have a good guess, but I'm not, I'm not going to dare say it is into a, a microphone. Not the fact that they eliminated the kickoff in the runbacks. No, that's, I hate that, too. Uh, I, my guess ball. would be that the Patriots suck. Uh, is that the thing you hate too, most about the NFL right now? Here's what I hate most about football. Every... <laughs> Every time anybody on either side of the ball makes a play, they make the tackle, they run for the first down, they catch a pass, they pound their chest like, and they, they, they flex and grimace like, ah, look at me, look at me, look how awesome I am. Dude, you're supposed to make the play, and you're supposed to act like you've done it before. Don't celebrate every single thing. You, I've seen guys do it. They're down twenty-four to three with four minutes left, and they make some. They sack the guy, and the guy gets up and starts pounding his chest and acting like he's a. 
I hate that. Well, he's excited. You know what? Gale Sayers had six touchdowns in one game, and he just, every time. Against the 49ers. He just dropped the ball. He, he ran in the end zone and just <clears> dropped <throat> the ball and then ran back to the huddle. Oh. He didn't do any look at me. You know, this is what I hate about, and it's, it's, it happens in the NBA, too. They, you know, they make a, a big, big jam, slam, wham, you know, uh, you sound so fucking old right now. Well, I'll tell you, but that, so what? You know, okay, you, you're, you're seven foot two, and I'm going to sit there and go, "Wow, you're awesome. You you can you can dunk." <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, oh man, that's where I am on that. And I and I, you know, it, I think it ruins Sorry. the sport when the individuals celebrate themselves as opposed to the team effort or the guy who gave them the pass. Larry Bird always pointed to the guy, you know, and Larry didn't ever. Uh, make himself try to be more grandiose than he was. Mm-hmm. He just played, and he liked to win. And he was busy looking for where am I going to go set up on defense right after I score. I, what's happened to that attitude? It's all about, oh, look at me. You want to make the highlight reel. I hate that. Don't you hate that, Ben? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it all. And now this news. Whoa. And now, <laughs> now, and now the news. Or as Jimmy Durante once said, and now the news. And then that perfume company once said, and now, Denerve. And as the cowardly lion once said, Denerve. Uh, Dorothy Hoffner is dead. Now, you might say to yourself, that? You might say to yourself, Who's Dorothy Hoffner? Who in a Christ is that? Who the fuck is that, Mike? <laughs> Dorothy Hoffner, a 104-year-old Chicago woman wow. whose recent skydive might be the Guinness Book of World Records because as the oldest person ever to jump from a plane has died. Oh. She died. Not from the, the jumping. No. 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 She died. She, she waited like a couple days. Two days later. <laughs> <laughs> right when she thought she was calming down, she croaked. The thump is pretty severe. Hoffner's close friend, Joe Conant. Watch your mouth. Yeah. Joe Conant said she was found dead Monday morning by staff at the Brookdale Lakeview Senior Living Community. Now, this is a lady. She's 104. She's going up in a plane and doing a tandem dive out of an airplane. Good for her. And she was not, not good for her. She's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, when she was alive, I bet she loved George it. George Bush Sr. didn't die when he did his with it in 94, <laughs> well, 96. She whatever. didn't die from the jump, though. She made a tandem skydive. Didn't she? Could land her in the world as the world's oldest skydiver. Uh, she jumped out of a plane from 13,500 feet, Oof. which is uh, 4,100 4, meters. It's cold up there. <laughs> uh, and then she told the press, a cheering crowd, and uh, everybody that was waiting for her, she said, Age is just a number. I'm trying to imitate her. That was good. Had moments after landing. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. The lady's dead. But I you know what? She dead. lived a good life, and she, she finished it with a bang. It's a good thing the parachute opened, Jeez. or she would have finished it earlier with a bang. In the Navy, they used to tell us, you know, <laughs> the chute doesn't open, bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back. Uh, yeah. yeah, turn it back in. I also used to tell you to stop blowing your bunk, mate. <laughs> the, uh, well, that was different. <laughs> he's trying to certify this guy, Conant. Conant, Conant, yeah, Conant, Conant, the barbarian. Conant, yep. I wonder if he was intimate with her before. Anyway, the the current record. uh, Oh, they're trying to certify her as the world oldest skydiver, but that might be take some time to certify that. Although she's got no time left. (laughs) It would have been nice if she knew this before she croaked. Yeah. Maybe that's what killed her. She was so upset that they didn't know. The current record was set on May 2022 by a 103 year old. 
Linnea Ingrigard Larsen of Sweden. There you go. Linnea Ingrigard Larsen of Sweden. I love the Swedes. I'd like to apologize for the behavior of our host. These are news stories. These yes. are, these are, these are uh, what do you call it? Uh, public interest. And now this. <laughs> A Black Lives Matter chapter in Chicago is under fire for seeming to celebrate ha- Hamas attacks on Israeli citizens oh. in a disgusting and disgraceful social media post on Tuesday. The post on Twitter, well, it's X now, if only yeah. Twitter, includes an image of a person paragliding with a Palestinian flag attached to its parachute with I stand with Palestine written beneath. Mm. The post was an apparent um, reference to Hamas terrorists who descended on Israeli communities with parachutes. It's really creepy. It's like the monkeys on the, in the Wizard of Oz, yeah. the flying monkeys. I don't know how anybody can support Hamas. Well, no, I mean, at this point, if you do, you're kind of an asshole. Sure, it looks that way. The stuff Especially I saw, Talib, holy crap. What's her name? Talib, the uh, congresswoman. Mm. Rashida Talib. She sucks. You know, I don't follow Ben Shapiro a whole lot. And uh, he had a show on uh, immediately after all the stuff was happening. And he looked at Sometimes, you know, you can tell when someone's doing a show, when they're on camera. You can tell when they're doing their thing and yeah. they're, they're being who they are. And then other times you can tell they're just being totally real. Right. He's being 100% real. The stuff that he said and the videos that he showed. It's, it's an unbelievably gross. It's really gross. Some of the stuff I saw, I would never even imagine someone could do that. To it's barbarism. Else. And yeah. not only that, it's like, you know, where's where's civilization to, to, to step in and, and make sure that we... I mean, it really, what these people are doing is worse or as bad as what the Nazis were doing. Yeah. And it's got to it's got to stop in whatever way possible. It took it took so much to get World War II done. This is something that we they they could nail down right away with the coverage of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, with everybody knowing. This is just evil stuff. Evil. Uh, uh, they're unapologetically uh, BLM Chicago. What 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 is this? What do they have to do with that? Well, how do they stick their nose in that and say that this is what we think? Just trying to be relevant. Yeah, and I don't think oh, no one's talking about us anymore. Let's uh, let's get out there. Uh, unapologetically standing with butcherers and rapists, author and former speechwriter Aviva Klompas tweeted. Mm-hmm. BLM Chicago, far from the only left-leaning U.S. organization to speak out against Israel after its civilians were murdered in the streets, California state is planning a day of resistance, protest for Palestine. La Fuerza Student Association. Elsewhere, Students for Justice in Palestine in Planet Palestine is planning a national day of resistance Thursday for its chapters at schools across the country, uh, including Arizona State and University of Arizona, Butler, University of Virginia, University of Louisville, and the University of Binghamton. And Swarthmore's doing it, too. <coughs> Excuse me. They're all getting involved in this. Yeah. And a group of 31 Harvard organizations, including Ivy League Institution affiliate of Amnesty International, has placed the blame on Israel. For Hamas's brutal surprise attack, solidarity groups, they're, they're blaming Israel for, for the attacks by Hama, it, Hamas. The people with the, uh, with the opinions and the attitudes have had no life experience. They have no idea what's going on. They, they've it, just got it, this political it, thing going on. and they're shouldn't, just, can't Harvard, shouldn't Harvard be able to do better than that? They used somehow? to. used to be when Harvard was smart. All right, so now here's a little bit of history for you that has to do with this very Hamas, because everybody's talking about this thing, but here's the interesting thing about it. All right, go ahead. The 
this uh, action by these these terrorists in Palestine was preceded by when Hillary Clinton was. I have an article in my hand from twelve, ten years ago, mm-hmm. 19, uh, 2012, nine years ago. Just forty eight hours before Israeli troops planned to invade Gaza. This was back when Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State. And she brokered a ceasefire. Now, how did she do it? She flew to the region. Uh, and this is after the rockets were had been raining from Gaza, you know, and they, she went over there. Okay, 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 here's what we're going to do. She brokered a ceasefire, met with Israeli and Palestinian leaders, and announced a peace deal from Cairo. The ceasefire held... And the Washington headlines trumpeted the exiting secretary's parting feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hillary Clinton scores Gaza ceasefire success at Politico.com. Only the ceasefire didn't really hold. Why? Because the deal Clinton brokered required Israel to ease its blockade of building materials and other dual-use goods bound for Gaza. They had a blockade going there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what happened? The Hamas... Israel had banned construction goods because Hamas had used them to build an underground network of weapons depots, bunkers, and rocket launching pads. Okay, so all this went, all these materials went to because Hamas doesn't give a shit about what people have; they give a shit about what they have for weapons. Clinton, Clinton naively believed Hamas leaders' pledge that such supplies would go to bridges, hospitals, and schools. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. That's like the $6 million, a billion dollars of Iranian money. Oh, it's going to go for only humanitarian causes. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like I put it in this bank account, I take it out of this one. So the five-year, the successful five-year Israeli blockade on Gaza was lifted at that point. And since then, what have they done? Clearly, they've built a lot of tunnels. Mm -hmm. They've stored a lot of weapons. Uh, You know, they have... Uh, they they dug a 1.5-mile concrete tunnel under its border to carry out terrorist attacks inside the territory. Still, Israel allowed the transfer of some 1,000 tons of cement and steel into Gaza just months later thanks to the United States and U.N. pressure. And the Clintons, uh, Bill, I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton, should have known better because, as Israel predicted, Hamas used the ceasefire to divert the supplies and build the cross-border tunnels that are now terrorizing Israeli citizens. So I look at Hillary and I say, what a stupid shit thing show that was. <laughs> and it was nine years ago. Look what happens now. They, they'll, they'll, they're very patient. They wait nine years before they rip up a, com- a, oh, yeah. a country and some people. God. All right, I'm getting all wild. What else you got there, Mike? I'm fired up here. Sorry. Come on now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It happens. Jesus. It's just like it's unbelievable how stupid people can be with no foresight as to what you know cause and effect is. You know these people hate you. These are are, are brutal. They hate you or hate Jews. B- both. Okay. I love Jews. I do, and, I, and it makes me this whole Did thing. You say makes Jews me or the juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I got a great tweet here from Not Gaetti. You know who he is? No. no. Who's that? Not Gaetti's a baseball guy. All he does is care about baseball. Now, you know, I, and love, it, I love baseball. And it's not Gary Gaetti. No, not Gaetti. It says very okay. specifically, not Gaetti is the name of the guy. And his, his, his handle on Twitter is at not Gaetti. By the way, I have two <laughs> Twitter handles. At Planet Mikey, that's for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we put all the nude pictures of Ben and his bent carrot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we uh, for research I, purposes. But my personal one is at Mikey Adams four twenty. 
you know. Uh, and 420, the reason I used that date was that was the date I got busted in the car wash. <laughs> That's how, 19, how ironic. 1994. Mm-hmm. So I use that as kind of a thing. All right, so uh, this is Joe DiMaggio, you know, compared to Kyle Schwarber. Now you say, why? Well, listen uh, to this. I know why. Over an 11-year period, Joe DiMaggio got 1,457 hits, 213 strikeouts. Over a six-month period, (laughs) Kyle Schwarber got 115 hits and 215 strikeouts. So he struck out more times in, in six months than Joe DiMaggio did in 11 years. Kyle Schwarber. Look at that number. Here, look at that, Ben. Go ahead, analyze that. Where is he today? Kyle, oh, he's playing for the Phillies. They're in the they're in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But Joe DiMaggio never struck out at all. It's unbelievable. And he was a power hitter. And, but there was three seasons he was not there. But that's still crazy. It's 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 basically fourteen hundred hits. I know, but he missed three seasons. One hundred fifteen hits. So he had, but Joe DiMaggio had thirteen hundred more hits and the same amount of strikeouts. <laughs> right. I don't the, even stri- like the strikeouts is wild. It's I don't wild. even like Joe DiMaggio. He was a prick. He married Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I know. That's because he was a prick. I, I did hear that though. Um, the uh, okay, you know. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I got. I forgot about this. What is it, Mike? There it is. There. I said to change topics. Um, you know who's running for uh, uh, for senator from the state of California? No, Adam Schiff. <laughs> You'll probably Is there get elected. anybody I hate more than him and Eric Swalwell. Uh, Why are all the assholes from California? I don't know, man. And the, I, every they, single one of them, Garamendi, all these guys—they're they're all assholes. And people support these guys, and they—they they just lie, and they—it's like they didn't even lie. I've been tweeting. I'm waiting for Adam Schiff to block me because I hate him when he tweets all the time, and he's always like sanctimonious, preachy uh, asshole. Yeah. Oh, we should do this. We should do this. Republicans have got to stop. The, so. I always I always refer to him as, and I have a lot of like you know weird pictures of him like dressed up in you know little girls' dresses and stuff like that. <laughs> Why so do you them. have these? Well, no, because the people tweet about him, they don't like him, and I save the pictures so I can tweet back nasty shit at him. He's from like Ben's that. hometown, Framingham. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I call him the human skin tag. I hate the guy, uh, but he's running for <laughs> he's running for senator, and this you know he's he wants uh. Feinstein, Feinstein, uh, Diane Feinstein. Show. God. Anyway, I don't like him, so I'm, I'm waiting for him to block me. I'll let you guys know uh, if he ever uh, if he ever blocks me, and I really think he's going to one of these days soon. We should have him on as a guest. No, he boy, he sucks. He is a most. Oh God, I hate that guy. He says nice things about you, Mike. He sucks. Oh. He, you know what? He's going to block me. I promise you, because I tweet more shit about him. And, he, and uh, if you check out my Twitter feed, you'll see all this. At stuff. Planet Mikey? Yeah, I can't stand the guy. It's unbelievable. Um, do we have any uh, music? What kind of music do you, do you want? want? Should, should we get Joe and Jerry in here? Might as well. Think, what time I, is it? I How long have we been here? We've been here for 43 minutes. Yep. 40, is that right? 43. Right, then let's get the fuck out of here. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Because if you don't, friends don't, if you don't dance, and no friends of mine. Nice going, Joe. The place where they're never find. And we can act like we come from out of this world, leave the real one far behind. We can dance, Joe. Thanks for getting me out of that mess there, True. You're welcome. 
butt cheese. We could go where we want to. The night is young and so am I. And we could dress real neat from our hats to our feet and surprise him with a victory cry. Say we can act if we want to. If we don't, nobody will. And you can act real rude and totally removed. I can act like an imbecile. We can dance. Yeah, we can dance. Everything's out of control. We can dance. Take off your pants. They're doing it from pole to pole. We can dance. We can dance. Everybody look at your ass. We can dance. <laughs> Sorry. Safety dance. The safety dance. Put on your rubbers for the safety dance. That's what they used to call them, Joe. Safeties back in my day. And we call them condoms. Extra large, Joe. Extra large. We can dance if we want to. We got all your life in mind. As long as we abuse it, you're never going to lose it. Everything will work out right. I say we can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. What's my friends behind get to do with this, Joe? At Shaw's. We can dance. We can dance. Everybody take off your pants. We can dance. We can dance. We're doing it pole to pole. And hold a hole. We can dance. Everybody look at your... What's <laughs> wrong with me?